0: until we kick off the MLS is back tournament. What are you going to do over the next four days? How are you going to burn time? I don't, it's,
1: to be honest, I'm probably going to keep doing the exact same thing that I've been doing, which is quarantining because two weeks ago, guess what, Jay? Our office opened back up and guess how long it took to close? Uh, Like a week and a half. I wasn't there, I don't know. Well, no, sir. You're actually a part of the same company, but it actually took four days. Oh, to get only for re- quarantine. I, yeah. Hey, welcome to the party. On, welcome not, to the party. I'm
0: not even sure why I'm still employed, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Um, happy. July 4th. Happy Independence Day to everyone. I know everyone is out there uh, happy to celebrate such a great holiday. Would also like to say happy belated Canada Day to all of our Canadian listeners, which is, uh, to my understanding, the Canadian Independence Day um although i'm not sure what countries they had to fight to take their country but hey more powers to you uh it's it's a great holiday weekend everyone's getting a long weekend i hope and uh, we're just sitting here kind of twiddling our thumbs trying to burn time until we get this tournament kicked off but welcome everyone to the inner miami podcast i am jay kington alongside as always mr alex papa george if you do not already Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook at intermiamipodcast.com. Check out the website. It's intermiamipodcast.com. And if you want to shoot us an email, feel free to do that as well. It's Jay and Alex at intermiamipodcast.com. Take a a drink, Jay. Take a drink. That was
1: good, man. That was good. That was articulation. That was was on point, man. Welcome, everybody, to the Miami Podcast. We are back. And like Jay said, we are just days away from... Re-kicking off the MLS season as we know it, as regular season records and points are at stake. So as Jay said, if you don't do so already, go ahead and follow us. Sounds like most of you guys do based on the poll results that we got. I will just share those a little bit later. But furthermore, if you don't already, you know, go ahead and tell your friends. We're all getting together this weekend. Go ahead and tell your friends of the Miami podcast if you so do choose Leave us a five star review like it sounded like three of you individuals are who are ever listening to this podcast. We thank you from the Inner Miami podcast. Welcome back. We have some pretty sick news coming out of Camp J with a recent COVID test for a few other teams besides Inner Miami.
0: Yeah. Um, let's just, I guess, stick with the positive news, uh, which is no Inner Miami CF players have tested positive since being in Orlando. Um, and even further on, it seems like the one person we did have who tested positive has now completed two successful negative tests and is traveling with the team. So we seem to be completely 100% good to go. We'll have all of our weapons, all of our resources at Diego Alonso's disposal, uh, which is really great news. We know they're going to have strict testing parameters in Orlando. And I'm sure this will continue up until the actual first game kickoff. But looks like right now, Barring any setbacks, we are 100% good to go, which is absolutely phenomenal news. I would say not every team has been as lucky. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Not every
1: team has been as lucky as us. We have some recent updates. We're recording this podcast we are taking some time out of our Fourth July to bring you the episode thirty-one of Inter Miami podcast. So we're stoked to be here. But as Jay Do you said, you feel free, bud.
0: I feel free. Sir. I feel <laughs> That's free good. And I That's feel all that matters. Great
1: to be a part of this wonderful country. So we are live as we touched on last episode, Jay. There is no chance that this tournament is stopping because we simply don't have Plan B.
0: Uh, that is actually a hundred percent correct. It looks like there is going to be one team delayed. We will get or two teams delayed. One game. Delayed rather, which we will get to in a bit. Um, But the other kind of, I guess, relevant news that came out of, you know, actually once the players have been in Orlando is the food being served. And (laughs) I saw this photo. I know you did as well. Yep. What is going on? Do they not know these are professional athletes with a high caloric intake diet?
1: Listen, I was blown away to see the picture that I think everybody saw circulating the internet. It looked like a half bologna, half turkey (laughs) with some mayo sandwich type of thing. I don't know what it was. But not many
0: slices either. N- I'd
1: probably say about four in the middle, which means you're sitting about one or two on the outside. Jay, it's
0: Firefest 2.0, baby. Let's
1: get it. You know, the only thing that I can say to it, it looks like they cut off the crust. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I enjoy a little bit of change. It's the it's the little things, bud, that that really make the difference. It is the little things, but you're absolutely right. I am I'm absolutely shocked that they have food and they're eating that breakfast, lunch, and dinner, probably snacks in between, but hopefully then they're given some fruit. But I'm pretty surprised to kind of further your point, Jade, that that's the food that they're given during this time. These are professional athletes.
0: These are professional athletes. Um, I would like to think that it would do was due to maybe some aspect of the food shortage. A lot of restaurants have been getting hit, but I don't know, man. That, that honestly looks like what maybe – like fifth graders would eat at like a school um what, field trip what, or something whatever it
1: was it was not for mls players so no, i'm pretty no, no, no. sure the league saw that and i think that they're going to correct it we've been in a communication with a few players on the team and i can't talk to the food situation but i can talk to more of the culture that's going around up there right now in orlando the team Arrive. What
0: day, Jay, was that Whether the team took off? Uh, dude, again, I, I know what year it is, but I don't even know what week.
1: Well, it's 2020, it and that's the worst year that has hit us in a very long time. But to your point, the team has left up to Orlando. They are doing great. Uh, the team seems to be getting along fine. They have a couple little games that go around there. But obviously, like most are going to assume, it's probably a little boring.
0: Yeah, that's, that's true. I think most of the time when teams have used that, that sporting complex and it's a very large sporting complex but I think in the past you know like the the parks have been open as well so there's always something the players can do I honestly don't think the players on any team are doing much besides just going out there for their you know allotted practice times uh, and then staying inside and being you know safe and social distancing as much as they can nobody wants to you know go through all this practice make the trip up only to test positive and therefore have to sit out.
1: Yeah, the curious part, too, is, is one of the games has been postponed. The FC Dallas and the Vancouver Whitecaps game has been postponed. It sounds like that. I think it's about 10 members of FC Dallas actually tested positive for COVID.
0: Yeah, it was six players that tested positive And I think a few additional of the staffers that did. And then uh, also on the other side it was Vancouver, who had been set to arrive in Orlando for the tournament at, again, ESPN's Wide World of Sports Complex on July 1st. However, uh, their journey, their trip has been delayed due to two inconclusive COVID-19 tests. Uh, The test later came back as negative, and the team uh, will now depart for Orlando on Monday. But just due to those circumstances, several of the SC Dallas players testing positive, they will be rescheduling this um, game for a later date. And it honestly will be interesting because I know we have about two and a half, maybe three weeks at times from group stage to start to end. So they might, you know, there might be a few days where we don't know the final results of the knockout stage as they make this makeup game happen.
1: Yeah. And this is really kind of the first, I guess, concerning sign besides everything going around in the state of Florida, but to have a team test this many times positive is obviously not something that the MLS was looking for. But, Jay, what's your what's your kind of opinion based on that this is probably one of the worst-case scenarios to start off this tournament? What's your opinion that this happens before the tournament even kicks off?
0: Uh, I mean, it's obviously not a great situation. However, I would like to say that I think it has been – I think the appropriate measures have been taken, right, to postpone this July 9th game. That's only the second day – of the the tournament itself. Um, I think that it is a good outlook because of the, I think the number one priority, the number one concern is going to be making sure, you know, the health and well-being of all of the players from every single team is is prioritized, right? So I think it's good they're doing this. They want to um, separate this from the other hotels where the other players are, are staying at. So, you know, to hopefully keep the rest of the league uh, negative for COVID-19, but it's so hard to predict and it's so hard to work your way around these situations. Cause I mean, again, we're in, we're in strange times that we're not used to, I think they're handling it the best way they can.
1: I would agree. I, you know, Jay and myself, we a lot of things, but we're no scientists here, and to your point, I think we're handling it the best way that we possibly can, and to the league's credit, I think that they're handling the situation, given the circumstances that were given to them, as best as they possibly can, listen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen in the semifinals of this tournament, it's mm-hmm. going to be something consistent across the board in every sport, and it's really going to be interesting to see how the players and the coaches really kind of adapt to how these these outside forces and elements are coming down on the team to really a, a level that we've never seen before so it's going to require everyone's attention and honestly i can really tell you jay you know i know we're used to seeing a level talent out there but regardless i'm happy to get the game out there whether that's our starting 11 or whether that's you know not our starting 11 and i'd rather see a level b
0: plus over, over a level a, or I'm sorry, with, I'm sorry. Rather me... than nothing. You're you know, right. Like, I I get it. Right. So, you know, it, <laughs> if we have to have players to sit out, that's fine. Let's just get, let's just get the MLS back. Let's just get this tournament going. Let's just give the fans something that they can, uh, you know, something a little more tangible here. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Cause I think the same protocols, you know, 10 to 14 days of isolation um, mm-hmm. are, you know, mm-hmm. what they're going to be looking for. Now this will be interesting because you know, there's three games in the group stage for everyone. So I don't know if, if, if um, every, you know, it is, well, some players have to sit out more than one game if, you know, something happens or more, more tests pop up. Well, what happens with that? I mean, like we just said, I mean, it's going to be
1: about 10 to 14 days in isolation, Can- Kickoff's going to be here in a few days. What happens if we the entire team goes out for a yeah. while?
0: Well, what if what if the six players test positive in another week and then they have to sit out? You know, at least one game. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I think something to, for everyone to be aware of and keep their eyes on. If this happens in the actual knockout stages, particularly like the semifinals or the finals, we might see a delay in in could be semifinals finals Mm -hmm. even quarterfinals Mm -hmm. if one team is not fully um you know able to play the game again we could play with they could play with like their b squad that's fine but maybe the mlsc is something where they delay five days out just to have players recover so everyone get the best experience you think push comes
1: to shove at what point do you delay the tournament to bring back healthy a level talent
0: well i guess it's going to determine the number of cases we're probably not going to do it for one two maybe three cases but if something happened and a team was hit with, you know, maybe 10 or more players or half their team test positive, then there might be some leniency where they delayed a little bit, or they could just be like, you know what? You got to play with what you got. could well, be a forfeit and stuff. Yeah. If, if you don't have enough, but I think most teams are playing with almost, or, or at least traveling with almost their entire roster. So good, good. of those 30 man rosters, you know, unless you lose, I, I guess more than 19 players you should be able to to you know kind of wing it and and stitch it together as best you can but again just something to keep your eyes on let's all hope for the best um you know i think it's kind of a sweet idea to make it to the finals and then have you know four of the stars the other team have to sit out but i think from you know in overall MLS aspect, we want to see every team compete to the fullest of their abilities. We want to see all the players out there, everyone healthy, and we want to just a good honest tournament where there's no questions in 3 months, oh, well we were out, so and so and so and so that's why we didn't make it to the finals or that's why we didn't win. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, you're looking again like at your typical, you know, World Cup, your UEFA Euro, I mean, your your Copa America. This is the big tournament, right? This is a great opportunity. And um, there will be a lot of bragging rights and it's going to be tough to get all the way there. It will say a lot about the team that, that makes it to the finals and even more about the team, you know, that wins, but it's a great opportunity for the league and, and also to acquire more fans because again, no other sports are really playing right now in the U S and this will be the first major sports league to come back. So it's a great opportunity, great marketing opportunity as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, Jay,
1: there's some huge news that I'm sure everybody's just waiting to hear. We talked about it on the last podcast. It was huge rumors. We are on top of the list, but Jay,
0: please tell us. Sounds like we got a new player. Yeah, so it is official. Um, as I would say, the Kentucky Derby. It's official. It's official. <laughs> <laughs> they say it twice. Still don't really know why, but they, they do. Uh, but we do have LGP, our man Leandro Gonzalez Perez. We covered him quite a bit on the previous podcast. I do not want to beat a dead horse, but you know we still want to kind of highlight the uh, the great news in this. So. Specifically, I think the best news outside of his talent is that he was signed using team allocation money or target allocation money, rather, uh, and did not cost a DP slot. So, again, target allocation money, TAM, it's a mechanism in the MLS that allows teams to sign players whose annual salary exceeds the maximum budget charge. The allocation list allows clubs to uh, acquire U.S. and again, sorry, I jumped for it. So he was acquired off the allocation list. This is when players are coming over um, from Europe or even South America, Central America, and are re-entering the MLS. Um, but this allocation list allows clubs to acquire U.S. national team players and former MLS players returning to the league after joining a non-MLS team for a transfer fee greater than five hundred thousand dollars. Now there is a little bit of bad news in this. Is just do because. You know, LGP is, is, is coming via the allocation list. He will not be available for the team for the MLS's back tournament. He will be joining us once the, uh you know, regular season starts to resume and they're playing out of uh, Inter-Miami Stadium, Lockhart Stadium, whatever you want to call it, right? The league isn't allowing players who were signed using TAM or designated uh players signed during the league's upcoming two-day transfer window to participate in the tournament. That's the bad news, right? Again, we don't want to go... I don't want to beat it at horse and go into too much detail here, but th- this player will fit perfectly into our system. Uh, he will be able to come in and, and really be one of the leaders of our back four. If for some reason, Coach Alonso wanted to switch the rotation around, he does have the skill set to be the lone center back. I would imagine you've got Reyes on his right and then flanked on his left by, uh, by Ben Sweat, uh, but he's quick. He's decisive. He can create from the back line and he can join the attack when needed. He will score goals. He has a lot of energy, a lot of determination. And um, I think, you know, he's not a super senior player. He's 28, so still has a lot left in his prime. Uh, But he is a veteran and he can also add a lot of great help to a lot of the younger players that we're playing with. Listen, this signing was probably, and I'm not
1: even going to say probably, it was the most, it was for me, the most exciting signing that we've had in a very long time, probably since Pizarro joined our team. I think that this guy brings an attitude to our team that is going to mesh beautifully with Diego Alonso. We're going to talk about it in a little bit, but the documentary inside Inter Miami really gave uh, all of the viewers an inside glimpse to who Diego is and watching this guy LPG on the LGP on the pitch is phenomenal. I think he might even be one of the biggest vocal leaders that we have even on the team from starting off. He has a relationship with Mateus Pellegrini. He has four Argentinian brothers. And when I talk about Mateus, I mean that he actually communicated with him during the process and figuring out if he even wanted to come to Inter-Miami. So obviously Mateus has some great things to talk about, about the club, the front office, about everything that's going on around here. But in addition to the Argentinians, we also had Julian Granza, uh, Nicolas Figal, as well as, I already said, Mateus Pellegrini.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's joining three of his uh, his Argentinian brothers with Pellegrini, Carranza, and, and Nico Fagal. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how those four players that are, I think, very highly touted, and uh, we're all excited about how they kind of mesh uh, and represent their country well. Um, one notable thing I did want to mention here is that um, LGP will not be playing for us, but he did travel with the team. So he's already, you know trying to be the best teammate he can, the best mentor, best leader he can. Even though he can't play, he's going there just to travel with the team and help out in any way he can.
1: It is, and it's worth pointing out that he is bilingual in English and Spanish, which, you know, may be a small thing to some, maybe a big thing to others, but at least it's worth pointing out, and you're right, he is actually the fourth Argentinian Not part of the five, but there's actually just four of them. But, you know, Jay talked a lot about his highlights. He did win the 2018 MLS Cup with Atlanta United, and he was a 2019 finalist for the Defensive Player of the Year and an MLS All-Star. Bottom line, one word to sum this guy up is quality. Love the energy that this guy plays with. Great enthusiasm up and down the pitch. I know the biggest knock on him is quality kind of the part that excites me the most about him is his his edginess. I mean, this guy is pure quality. He's been out of the MLS for about a year now. And I just said he was a finalist for the defensive player of the year last year. Now he does play with an aggression that most, you know, honestly dream about, but in reality, we need to dial that back because we already lost one game this year off of an egregious penalty. So I think that that is the only part that we need to keep an eye on with um, Mr. LGP himself. But other than that, I think it's a fantastic signing.
0: Yeah, it it really is. um, Something I think is very notable. You said it might not matter to a lot of people, but the fact that he's bilingual is huge for this club because we are basically split um, between Spanish and English players. So any additional translations and assistance, and even just helping the players, um, you know, brush up on their, uh, their Spanish speaking skills is very important. He hasn't even been out of the league for a whole year. I'm sure Atlanta's is pretty upset. We, we snagged him. I believe he was only with like club Tijuana for like maybe six months and he's already coming back to, uh, to the MLS. So, um, You know This is is a a great player, a great acquisition. I think Paul was very sneaky in acquiring this guy, Um, highly touted. You even mentioned on last episode, uh, your buddy who actually lives up in Atlanta and is a big Atlanta United fan said that he was really one of the best defenders that they've had on their team and everyone loved him. So I think we should all be very, very excited that this is now official. Um, Sucks a little bit that we're not able to, to see him in the actual tournament, but hey, that tournament will be over, and then we're going to resume the regular season. So we still have a ton of games to play, and we've got a, a stud defender we can count on. We can rotate out because we are deep on the back line, but this is someone that we can truly count on.
1: I mean, Breck Shea last week, this signing this week. Who? Uh, one. Our defensive line is at least a top ten on the back line. The MLS is potentially borderlining top five. That's how I think, Jay.
0: No, you're you're 100% right. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting, like, where does Breck Shea fit? Because he can play in all three-thirds of the field. Is he going to be a midfielder? Is he going to be more on the defensive back line? I honestly think they'll probably lean more towards midfielder because our back line is already, uh, you know, pretty stacked. Uh, another notable thing is that, um, you know, Gonzalez Perez, is he's a green card holder. He's not going to occupy an international roster spot either. Um, the only thing part of this that concerns me and and paul mcdonough said that they're still targeting two more acquisitions one in the attack one in the midfield and again we still have that one dp slot left so right so if he's still if if he's eyeing to fill two more positions especially considering one's going to be a dp here's the strange part we have 31 people listed on our roster right now now one uh jairo quinteros is out on loan to club boulevard uh but so that puts us at 30 but when he you know makes his mind up when we get our, our third dp and that one other player he's targeting that means two people are, are going to be technically off the roster on the training team or maybe even playing for Fort Lauderdale CF, lcf the usl team so we will see how all of that develop very
1: true jay and it is worth noting that Inter miami just used the allocation order number one slot so they're going to go ahead and drop down to number 26 uh which pops FC Cincinnati to the number 1 spot. So go ahead and have your pick. We are glad with ours. And yeah. you know, furthering with Jay's point, it does not seem like Mr. LGP is going to be with us in this tournament, but Mr. Shea will, so at least he will be with our team playing in the MLS's Backus tournament in Orlando.
0: Exactly. I mean, you know, these allocation list orders I think are pretty coveted. You know, teams can can trade these as well, but um I think this was a pick well spent right because we need depth now that 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 third dp slot's going to be coming from europe i'm convinced now so we're just waiting for the seasons to wrap up to to start our negotiations but you know we need a team now and we need to keep acquiring players to get us to where we need to be and then two of our younger players will probably be you know sent to the training squad or uh again the usl but uh just moving forward um, you know, we discussed this earlier in the week, but the the inside inner Miami documentary is is absolutely fantastic. Um, it reminded me, you know, kind of of hard knocks. I know it's, it's, it's not as physical a sport, so you don't get some of those like overbearing personalities. But as far as, you know, tracking the team and, and giving the viewers a, a really an inside uh, vantage point of the stuff that's happening internally with the team, as well as covering uh, really start to I don't think we've got into the uh, the MLS, you know, cup is back or, or even really the first two games. But it's going to be a really fun documentary to watch. Um, I recommend everyone go and check this out. It's great, great, great. Uh, shot really well. Uh, I'd say commentated by Roy Hudson. I mean, who doesn't love Roy Hudson? If you you cannot sit there and, and listen to this man and then turn your head to me and say, oh, he annoys me. No, he's awesome. He's epic. It, it is just going to help build the excitement for this tournament. Um, what did you think about the Inside Inter Miami documentary?
1: I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was what we'd what we needed to get us fired up and psyched up about this, this season. Again, I think that we of all teams were riding such a big high in the anticipation of our first home game was truly astronomical. And I know Jay and myself went to the stadium opening where they brought a bunch of the season ticket holders out and saw it. And it was, (laughs) that stadium was about to get torn up, Jay. Like we couldn't imagine, can you imagine those tailgates that were about
0: to go on at that game? It's gonna be insane. These these this community has been so uh, like, dude. I feel bad for your community when we barbecue out here on Wednesday night, and they got to deal with our shit. Yeah, yeah. No, it's gonna be very rowdy. There's a lot of pent up energy that people have been waiting to get out. We thought we were there, and then, uh, you know, we were only two days away, and they they postponed the whole season. So the energy is gonna be real. Um, It's a great documentary because it really shows how far the club has come and how many hurdles we had to get through. um, You know, as they they. Really had to tear Lockhart down almost completely and then rebuild a stadium in at a short amount of months. So it's been awesome to see. What were some like the bigger things? I guess, or some of the fun things you recognized watching that documentary? Oh wow! That caught your eye. Oh wow! I, uh, well, number one, I think you touched
1: on it. Really cool. Probably the most touching part about the whole documentary was when David Beckham. And uh, Jorge Mas were talking to the construction staff about the amazing job that they've done so far. And if you haven't seen the stadium for yourself, either if you're in a different state or a different country, I know you're seeing the pictures, but it doesn't do it justice. The stadium's as- absolutely beautiful. So I would have to say that that was one of the biggest takeaways was just how fast we built the stadium, how and how gorgeous it looks. Obviously, there's still work to be done, but to see where it was, you know, eight or so months ago to where it is today is truly amazing. And just hats off to everybody who was a part of that project. And, you know, I think the other big takeaway besides Roman Torres just being so much damn bigger than everybody else is the fact that this club and this expansion team of Miami is so special. And it really seemed like regardless if it was Robles or if it was Will Trapp, people were talking about the process of building something from inception. And I think that that's very important through this whole thing is that you're not just here to play professional soccer at one of the highest levels and the highest level in America, but You're here to build something that hasn't been created and your foundation and the work that you put in today is going to be the cornerstone of a franchise moving forward. And I would have to say that that was my biggest takeaway is just the excitement that the team has around what we're doing here in South Florida. And I have to say, Jay, I am thrilled, even though it's probably an absolute small decimal of a role in this whole thing, but I'm absolutely thrilled that we're on this journey with everybody.
0: I could not agree more with that. Um, it it really does show that every single person is buying into the process. They're buying into something larger than themselves. They realize um, the weight of that, and I think everyone is handling it uh, handling it extremely well. I mean, so far they've done an amazing job as an expansion team. I mean, I know we are we do have two losses, no wins, no draws, anything like that. But anyone who's watched the Inter Miami games can see that there's serious potential. In this team, one of the things you said that uh, I wanted to point out uh, a little bit, you know, earlier, not not necessarily in this section, um, but you were talking about Lockhart Stadium, uh, Inter Miami Stadium. Now, yeah. I believe, <laughs> um, I think that's what you know. They're again fifty fifty. Who wants it, Lockhart? And who wants it, Inter Miami? But um, I want to shout out all of the supporters groups, right? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the sendoff earlier in this week, and the boys were being rowdy. You had uh, Vice City out there, the Southern Legion, the Siege, um, probably some of the Northern Pack. I didn't, I didn't, Northern couldn't really Pack tell of, of, of everyone in there. They were there, okay, excellent. But yeah, I mean, dude, to come over and you wear masks and be barricaded out and still pop smoke, beat your drums, sing your hearts out. I mean, it, it just it, – it it brings chills to you. It really does, just the passion um, of this community. I mean, honestly, again, I mean, you guys rolled out there in style where Sarah named the bus in LAFC as it parked or stopped, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Shout-out to the supporters groups, man. You guys are the blood of this club. It was so awesome to see the rowdiness there. I know the players love to see it. Um, but let's get into – the greatest part of all this four more days and we've got some actual football and quick note before we kind of go into this game and try and dissect it a little bit uh good news is that mcdonough paul mcdonough said that everyone is traveling to orlando outside of the team's injured players georgia costa david norman jr david what up dave (laughs) dave you're number one and denzo ulysses and of course Otto quinteros who is currently on loan uh with club boulevard but besides that everyone else will be traveling so we're gonna come full force and we're for the first time for the first time we will be able to see a team that has all of its starting weaponry
1: well I'm really bummed out because David Norman Jr. was the player that I was most excited to watch out on the pitch. <laughs> well, um, it's going to be
0: interesting because we're, we're going to, you know, what, five subs now instead of three. So <laughs> the rotation will be fun. David, if you ever want to respond to my emails, man, I'd still love to have you yeah, on yeah. the show. I'm I'm really hoping that we can get a Kisavetter siding. <laughs> and speaking of our boy, Jerome Kisavetter, who uh we had the pleasure of speaking with when he joined us on the podcast. Great guy. Great guy. Awesome. Very talented football player. His talents are, you know, stat wise, very heavy on the the football, the soccer side. They're not nearly as strong on the golf game side. Uh, I think it was Lee Wynn who actually shared the video of <laughs> Jerome Key They're they're just they're playing golf, trying to blow off some steam and have some fun. But uh I'll tell you what I thought Charles Barkley was going to be the worst swing I've ever seen in my life, but Jerome is is giving him a run for his money. Like the club shot out from under him, I might have broken the shaft. It was uh... listen, J- Jerome's
1: one of our biggest supporters of the podcast, and I know he's going to listen to this. And we love you, Jerome. You're you're always welcome on the podcast. But man, you got to work on that shot,
0: brother. He, you got to use your arms a little bit more, I think. You know, I know, I know the the, the, the hips, the, the feet game yeah, is. The is, hips, yeah, it could be the hips. But uh, if you haven't watched that, it's, it's a good little chuckle. Uh, they're all laughing, they're all having fun with it, so it's not like anyone's uh, you know too upset about it. But uh, it, it, is, it is very fun to watch that.
1: I don't know how you can be upset at that if you're not laughing or at least giving a chuckle to that. I don't know what you consider funny, but we do have poll results as we talked about last time on the podcast. Poll Tuesdays is going to be a thing. It is going to be a staple. We are talking about some other segments of the podcast, but in reality, it just hasn't got that far in discussion. So we're talking about Poll Tuesdays today. If you saw it, thank you. If you voted, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We talked about it last podcast, but if you're going to hit this story, Just click one more button and go ahead and cast your vote. We saw about a 23% increase in responses to the question being asked. And I'm sure the people who didn't respond to that question are asking, what the heck is he talking about? What the heck is he talking about, Jay? Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. We had a poll (laughs) up about Copa del Sol, which is what we deemed the name of this rivalry on the last poll that we put up last week. But anyway option a was beat that ass like a drum option b was inch out that dub option c was tie or option d was owen four
0: owen oh four i mean I, owen oh three i think first but or you mean the scoreline owen oh four you're right owen oh three yeah, yeah um
1: i got too pissed off at that last yeah, section there, right,
0: exactly uh yes yeah, so, i mean thanks to everyone you know who, who was the winner Without further ado, the winner is Beat That Ass Like a Drum. I would sure hope so, bud. I chuckled a bit. I saw um, on on just a, a news article that um, Orlando City was like, we're favored to win. And I was like, okay, BS. So I, I clicked that link and uh, it was like, yeah, according to our fans, we're favored to win. I'm like, of course, according to your, your fans. That, that means literally nothing to me. Listen, as we talked about, we do have Copa del Sol coming up, which,
1: Jay, I know we're just hanging on by the grips of our fingers. Can't wait to see it.
0: Yeah, I was like, I just was saying to myself like three or four days ago, I was like, oh, man, just like, you know, we're going to get a holiday week and Independence Day will be Mm -hmm. fun. We'll wrap up Sunday and then, you know, we've only got a couple of days and now here we are it's Saturday. So we're, uh, we're almost there. I'm just literally trying to think of things I can do to keep my mind off of it, but here we go. First rivalry game, first Florida Derby, which again, we have titled Copa del Sol. Uh, I really like that name, honestly. I know a lot of the fans have expressed uh, their love for that as well. But if you haven't been paying attention to the previous podcast, if you haven't been paying attention to MLS or ESPN and just have been in a cave trying to hide from coronavirus, can't blame you. But guess what? You. We're playing Orlando City <laughs> in the very first game of this tournament, playing the home team of the tournament. Yes, Orlando. We are. S C um, 8 a.m. Wednesday night and let's get it. Think about what you just said, Jay. Eight AM Wednesday night. Wednesday night. There you go. And let's get it. That's my guy <laughs> there, right there. there. We He's go. back. And <laughs> don't want to spend too Dude, much. Twenty twenty has been crazy. It wouldn't surprise me if all of a sudden it was light at night and, and dark in the mornings. Okay. It would not surprise me.
1: What if twenty twenty ended up in a championship for inter Miami CF? Well, would that change your opinion of 2020? No.
0: No? no. <laughs> no. Okay, I mean, be, great. Jay's realistic. gone. Jay's gone. Look, so. Championships are great. Hundreds of thousands of people have died in the world. So will it change my opinion? No. It's still going to be one of the worst years probably of our lifetime. Would it make the year a lot better? Well, yeah, it would make the year a lot better. You know, I would take that. I don't want to wish any more deaths or anything like that, but – We'll, we'll take a, a we'll take a, a, a MLS tournament win we'll automatic do. bid to the CONCACAF Champions League hell yeah we'll take that
1: well don't ask jay for a bedtime story because i think you'll just get the <laughs> truth <laughs> um, but real quick don't want to spend too much time on orlando city because why would we um, but two players to point out <laughs> in particular uh nani joined the club in 2019 dude put up a monster year last year got 12 goals 12 assists it was his first year at orlando he's 33 years old which makes him on a little bit of the older side but that being said he was signed to uh i don't even know how long of a contract to be honest but like i said it was his first year last year so
0: anyway moving on to dom dwyer well, first off i would like to point out if that name does sound familiar it's because he's the same Nani. it's the same manchester united who yes. played with him for years and was a, a, a key starting figure of uh sir, sir alec ferguson's side so this guy i mean you want to talk about accolades in a pedigree Nani has had a phenomenal career On on the the club level with Manchester United, on the international level with Portugal, with Cristiano uh, Ronaldo. uh, Really good player. That's going to be the one we really got to be uh, be watching about. And the most interesting part about him, he didn't play the first two games, okay? He was suspended for the first two games due to uh, aggressive behavior towards a match official (laughs) in Orlando City's final 2019 season match against... The Chicago fire right so he's uh do you know what he did I I would imagine he's he's one of the best soccer players you know in the world uh coming over there with his pedigree and he didn't like the way the MLS was officiating he he thought it was better than the EPL League I could see him getting a little upset having a little bit of uh I don't, I don't want to say it in a derogatory way but maybe a little cocky you know and just kind of having that 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 a little bit of arrogance about him which you know, I don't mind someone from that caliber having that, but I think that's probably what it is. Um, and then the one we're about to go in, which I will preface, so I don't have to jump back in here, is uh, Dom Dwyer has not played the first two games for them. He was done with a lower body injury, but he will be back now. And I personally, I really like Dom Dwyer. Uh I've kind of paid attention to him over the past you know, six, seven years. Uh, the dude can score goals. Dom can,
1: and Dom's probably the one that, if you talk to most Orlando City fans, is probably the player to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been with the club for about three years, 65 appearances, 24 goals, uh, made a few appearances on the U.S. Uh, national team, actually. And he's been the MLS for quite some time. Um, going back to Nani a little bit, you know, Jason. Three-year contract, like, by the way. Three-year contract. Yep. Is, both these players, RDPs, Nani and Dom, are both uh, designated players for Orlando City. Um, Nani actually came out and just went gangbusters last year. He was the first team to lead Orlando City in goals and assists. So big ups to him. And, Jay, I know there was one other player that you wanted to touch on.
0: Yeah. Uh, before I jump to that, though, uh, Dom Dwyer, with Sporting Kansas City, this dude scored 57 goals. Yeah. Uh, with Orlando sure. City, he's appeared... He's made 13 appearances, and he's scored 15 goals. Dude's a goal-scoring machine. Uh, He's a British guy, was born in the U.S., so he has also played for the U.S. national team. Uh, Also, fun fact, he's married to uh, U.S. women's national team player, Sydney LaRue, if you're familiar with her. So they're going to make a gorgeous baby who's probably (laughs) the next uh, great hope of American soccer. I would be uh, not surprised by that at all. The player I want everyone to keep their eyes on is Chris Mueller, he is their young gun, up and coming, out of the University of Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken. He's only 23 years old. He has scored the only goal for them this season. They drew out against Real Salt Lake. They lost to Colorado, uh, two to one. And Colorado is a really good team, so can't really knock them for that. Uh, but this guy, four or sorry, five goals last season. The only goal this season. He is 23, young, full of energy. Uh, and he is very diligent in the way he plays. So I would say these three are the ones we really need to keep our eyes on. Um, but regardless of, of the hype, I'm staying positive. I, I think we're going to get a win here. What do you, what do you see? How do you see this going? Well,
1: I see it going one way and only – one way but before i get into my prediction i just want to point out again we probably said this four times but i just want to say it for the fifth orlando is still looking for their first playoff berth Mm -hmm. that is number one and i also want to say that orlando also hasn't gotten a win this year and i'd also like to say as i've been saying for the last
0: shoot four and a half five months we are the best 0-2 team in the league, Jay. We are the best 0-2 team. That is very undeniable. I'd say we're the best 0-2, the best 1-2 team, or 1-1 team, rather. I mean, is if you're looking for squads that haven't got to win, we've got to be one of the scariest, without a doubt. Yeah, top-level
1: talent that we played, inched out a couple losses. One almost could have turned into a dub. But to answer your question, I'm going to go ahead and go. Inter Miami wins this game 3-1. to
0: Okay, we will take that. I like that uh that confidence in that. And guess what? My confidence is supported by
1: Vegas because as our day oneers know, I do like to throw a little bit of money on my squad's side. Don't so, bet on Enter Miami because
0: I don't want anybody, I'm I don't want late. me blaming you for this. Okay? Too late, Jay. Too, we already got money rolling late. on this too baby. Late. So um, inner
1: Miami is the favorite at minus 165. That means if you bet a hundred dollars you're gonna get a payout, I'm sorry, rewind. If you pay a hundred and sixty five dollars, you'll get a payout of a hundred dollars. Orlando is a plus 138 underdog right now on 4th of July. So if that means you pay $100 and if Orlando wins, you get $138. That's how that works, Jay.
0: So children, this is how this works. I would advise you to stay away from this and focus on school.
1: But if you're going to take the bet, take Inner Miami.
0: Focus on school, be a good person, or you're going to turn into a degenerate like Alex Papa George. Money line And gamble. Everything. Take the first uh, half. Of also notable in this is, again, we have like a low key secret, secret weapon is we're an expansion team and we were just giving an extra given an extra three months to gel as a team to find our camaraderie, to find our uh, niches and where each player is going to be playing to build that chemistry. Uh, as far as my predictions, and I'm going to preface this by saying I am basing this on watching uh, Bundesliga, La Liga, Serie A, La Liga restart. And after watching all of those restarts, I think that there's going to be a little bit of rust. I've seen so many teams come out sluggish, except for a few teams across those four leagues. I am predicting a one Neil Inter Miami win. Um, I think we will get the job done. I just don't see us coming out. I think the first half Might be a little bit of a struggle for both teams to kind of get back into their groove. So I do see a 1-0 win. We both see Inter-Miami winning. I will tell you what, I will take a 3-1 Inter-Miami win any day of the week. I hope you are right, um, but I'll take me being right as well. Let's just focus on the biggest objective, which is getting this win, putting Orlando City in their place, claiming the state of Florida as our own, and then it's all gravy after that.
1: Yeah, Jay, to your point, we are an expansion team. And at the beginning of the year, I probably would have said that that was a disadvantage. And I probably did say that that was a disadvantage. But right now, when teams have taken three to four months off, and it hasn't been just us, but it's been everyone, I think that it'll actually build pretty well for our team. So I'm excited. I think that it's going to be the opposite of my thinking is it seems like that you're talking about a little bit more sloppy play to not put the ball in the back of the net. I think I'm talking about more sloppier play to put the ball in the net. So that's why I'm thinking a little bit more of a lopsided W for us. I think that we come out. I think Lewis Morgan puts up a goal. I think Mateus Pellegrini, which I'm getting too far ahead of myself, puts up a goal as well as Rufo Pizarro puts up a goal. So I could not wait for this.
0: Yeah, I'm. So I guess what I'm most excited about is I want to see, I want to see Carranza. I yeah. want to see you know our our, our 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 one of our first two signings.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And Carranza returns, and with that, what do you what do you see with our team changing the most?
0: So this is going to be really interesting to, to 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 watch. And I I've been thinking about this, and I honestly, I just can't get. I can't make up my mind. Basically, I think something inside me thinks Robbie Robinson will still start uh, the game for us. I think they will rotate Carranza in there uh, just to get him out on the field, try and get him up to you know game tempo, all of that. As far as where our lineups go, I mean, I think you're seeing, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Robbie up front. I'm gonna say Pizarro flanked by Pellegrini as well as. Uh, Morgan on his right side. We're going to see a Will trap and a Victor Uyoya on the center defensive mid, I believe. We're going to see Ben Sweat with his dirty left foot as our left back. We're going to see Andre Reyes, his, his quick self that he is, man, just a, a stud. We're going to see him on the right side. Cannot wait to see this kid grow, man. I really cannot. Then we're going to see our boy, Nico. He is going to be such a, a, the stone of our back line, I truly believe. What's going to be very interesting here is – Roman Torres will be sitting out because of the red card in the DC United game. So who is going to be filling his spot? Will Christian McCoon get his get his start to get out there to show everyone his skills? Or do they go with someone a little more experienced, maybe, you know, have Neilis come over to the inside or, or AJ De La Garza, Grant Lillard, Mickey Ambrose? I mean, that's gonna be the one question, Marcus. Is who is going to uh to play? that uh that you just Ramon get Torres so part.
1: damn close to some of his players you you just touched on a name that i haven't even
0: talked about in months grant lillard yeah i would love to see grant on the pitch yeah yeah no, it will be interesting and uh you know someone you saw quite a bit in the inner uh, miami documentary was uh jay chapman you know, I, want, mm-hmm. I want to see what mm-hmm. he's got mm-hmm. in, in midfield so the good thing is five substitutions this is because the, they're trying to get the players back into you know uh, game fitness get them back into their form but it's also good because we'll have more rotation so we're going to be able to to, to kind of see some of the players that we haven't seen too much from again i hope somewhere in this tournament we get a jerome keys signing. side and i really want to see what he's like as a player for Inter miami i've been high on this guy for a while but uh it's going to be fun to watch regardless
1: yeah To see Jerome out there would be fantastic, and not just on the golf course, but actually (laughs) playing some football right there. But you're right. uh, Appreciate that rundown, Jay. I think that our fans are just incredibly excited to see everybody. I mean, I think the player that I'm most excited to see, too, is someone who has kind of had a little bit, if I dare say, disappointing start to the season. Um, He's our number two – or I'm sorry, he was our second – pick that we ever had on the franchise ever behind Julian Carranza, and that is Mateus Pellegrini. I think Mateus is someone who is waiting to explode. I think he's getting used to the MLS game in itself, and I honestly think and this is going to sound pretty outlandish but i think that the addition of lgp is going to help him tremendously as we talked about earlier in the pod they do have a prior relationship they are both argentinian and i think the addition of lgp is going to be honestly just help his game and honestly just help his confidence that he has a friend right there
0: yeah i agree unfortunately uh lgp won't be there for this tournament so but he is on the team but he is yeah so okay okay i see what you're going i see what you're doing there and and, okay I, i can definitely see that happening Um, you know, as our young designated player, I think when you actually are going to slap a a young DP slot to a player, you, you really believe in their potential and you want to, you think that they can add a a serious value to your club.
1: It's a lot of pressure.
0: I think that, you know, uh, Mateus's play has been a little slower than I think a lot of us expected. This could be just the transition to the MLS. So, you know, I'm not riding him off, you know, at all. I, I know that he's received some criticism. Um, but, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see because this is someone that we, we saw something in. And, you know, for him to come to fruition would be an amazing thing to see, especially in this tournament. Because, again, we already know the backline's awesome. We know we need more in the attack. We need more in the midfield. So if he can start to come of age and make a, a larger impact on on the pitch, well, hell yeah, let's do it
1: yeah i mean i'm looking for a big game against him i think that he is gonna come out just crazy just i can't wait but i think that pretty much brings us to the end of the show
0: yeah we don't have any player rumors because all the players that were recently rumored we've acquired so um (laughs) stay in tune next week for that i guess but uh you know as always thank you so much for uh, taking the time to swing by the inner miami podcast i'm jay kington with my uh, very good friend, Alex Papa George, uh, and our little security guard who just left the premise. I guess we're all secured. Uh, that'd be Quinn. But again, if you don't follow us on Instagram or Facebook, look us up, man, it's at Inter-Miami Podcast Website is com, and the email is alex at com. We make it super simple because we know... How complicated life can be nowadays.
1: It really can, especially twenty twenty. It just threw a whole wrench in this whole thing that we like to call life. But as Jay said, thank you very much for showing up to the Inner Miami podcast. We'll be back with you next time after our W against In celebrating oh, so a win. <laughs> Orlando City. Cannot wait. Everybody should be more than hyped. Uh God, send send us your fan videos, send us text messages, DMs, IGs, Facebooky things, ticky talkies, whatever you guys call them. Send it to us. No <laughs> pics. Wow. Uh, <laughs> well, every episode, a little glimpse inside the My Me podcast, we have to name the episode explicit for obvious reasons. But I think This week, I don't even know if they're going to let us air, man, but (laughs) I appreciate that, Jay. Anyway, this is Alex, Mr. Jay Kington, signing off. I don't think I'm going to let you say anything else. Everybody, enjoy the game. Coming to you on Wednesday at 8. And, Jay, oh, you are going to let me say something else. Okay. Vamos Miami. That's it. You're done. Vamos Miami. Everybody, enjoy. We'll be back with you soon. Security.